DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and see code Shannon. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Shannon. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draft. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian... From The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Nightcap. I am your favorite unk, Shannon Sharp. He's your favorite number 85, route runner extraordinaire, Bengals legend, pro bowler, all pro player, ring of honor inductee, Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Please make sure y'all like, make sure you hit that subscribe button. (laughs) Thank you so much. And please make sure y'all subscribe to the Nightcap podcast feed. You can listen to Nightcap through the Club Shay Shay podcast feed but we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to the Nightcap podcast feed. Thank you guys for selling out Shea by Laportier, but we have it back in stock and they're filling the order. So if you order it, it should be with you within the week. That's what they're telling me. And so I'm passing that information on to you. So thank you for selling us out, but we are back in. We do have it back in stock and we pinned the link at the top of the chat. So please make sure you go out. You still have uh, St. Patty's Day. That's right around the corner. Make sure you want to celebrate that. We've also been nominated for an NAACP Image Award for Arts, Sports, and Entertainment Outstanding Podcast. We've also pinned that link 
More questions below. Please go and vote for us. Hey, that'd be a huge honor. Um, mm -hmm. We know that you guys have shown us great love, great support from the beginning all the way to the end. But this would be a huge honor for Ocho and I and Gil because Gil does uh, on Wednesday with us. That would be a huge honor for us if we were to win. But if we don't, guess what? We're coming back next year and going to try to win it again. But eventually, we're going to get one of these awards, Ocho, one of these big awards. Oh, yeah. They can't Listen, keep dodging get, us. Yeah, they, they can't keep dodging. We're going to get one of them. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. But when we do get it, we want to make sure to let the people know that we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you for voting for us, um, allowing us to grow at such a exponential rate at a very fast pace. And listen, I tell all of you all the time, if you follow me, you know, I tell you, I love you every day. So my love and appreciation for all of you, it it, it has no bounds. Ocho, I look at these awards like the lottery. Mm -hmm. Every time I play the lottery, now they got it not four days a week. You got fantasy, right. you got cash three, you got uh, mm -hmm. cash four, you got fantasy five. Right. Every time I play, they've got to miss me. I just mm -hmm. got to hit them once. Yeah, they keep nominating us, Ocho. We ain't hey, yeah. every time. Eventually, hey, we might be like Su Susan Lucha. We might go yeah. 17, 18, 19 years, but eventually right. they gonna land on us. All it takes is one, huh? That's all it takes is one. All it takes. That's is all one. it takes. And we're gonna be in the house, so please make sure y'all hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Ocho, let's jump right into it. Time for our first segment of the day, and it's called. News cap. <laughs> Eric Bieniemy was not offered an NFL offensive coordinator job this hiring cycle and will join the UCLA Bruins as their new offensive coordinator. After 16 seasons as an NFL assistant coach, EB, Eric Bieniemy has taken a job as the assistant head coach uh, and offensive coordinator on the collegiate level. As, uh, as Mike Freeman wrote this morning, it's embarrassing for NFL and his team, its owners, that someone as good as EB has has to scamper off to college. And he didn't yeah. leave college to become a head coach. And he didn't leave for college to become a head coach. He left to become an assistant coach. Someone who has two Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator who went to five consecutive conference championship games that included three Super Bowl appearances uh, will reportedly coach the UCLA. No offense to no offense to UCLA, but this is a big step down. EB uh, is the first significant hire of new head coach, UCLA head coach Deshaun Foster. Yeah, Ocho, what are, what are your thoughts on EB? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say or call it a, a downgrade. Obviously, being able to coach it at the collegiate level is good. Being able to coach at the NFL level is good. Obviously, we know probably Eric Benjamin's dreams are to be a head coach someday. But we understand how that works when it comes to minorities being hired as head coaches. Those opportunities come far and few. Um, obviously, we have some success stories with Mike Tomlin, uh, D'Amico Ryans, obviously. And we have a few others that I'm, I'm not going to name right now. But obviously, I think what might have stunted his opportunity to get a head coaching job might have been what happened down in D.C. last yep. year with them not, um, from an offensive perspective, not because being— they were worse than they were the previous year. The, the, the previous year. So that, that kind of hurts a little bit and owners will look at that as well and wanting to bring him in and, you know, being great at what you do when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you have an offense like that. But when you have a quarterback like that, it makes everything that much better and that much easier from the offensive coordinating position. So when you don't have that kind of talent around you, what were you able to do? 
when you didn't have a probably arguably the best quarterback around you, what does your offense look like? <laughs> and obviously the commanders didn't look <laughs> as good as they should have, obviously declining in our productivity uh, the previous years. And you, you know how the owners are. They're very, very fickle. For one, they already want people being leaders of men that are like-minded and look exactly like them. Yes. You, you already know that. And that, that's like never going to change. Like them, act like yeah. them, hangling the, traveling listen, the same circle as them. Listen, I, I understand the Rooney rule and, and all that. But listen, that is all smoke and mirrors. That is, that is all smoke and mirrors. And it's been this way for a very long time. And we continue to try to knock down doors and argue for the fact that certain people should be getting a job when they don't want to hire us to begin with. And, and we know that, but we continue to fight. That's all you can do, Ocho. I, I yeah. thought it was a mistake, him leaving anyway. And he yeah. let people convince him, well, you need to go outside of Andy. Bro, if you weren't going to get a head coaching job with Andy, what mm -hmm. make, and you got Mahomes, and you got yeah. all, you got Travis Kelsey, and you had Tyreek Hill. Tyreek right. Ty Ty has been gone for two years. And mm -hmm. you've had the offense that you had. You tell me where you thought you were going to go. And you were going to be able to put imp implement your scheme, mm -hmm. less talent, and get a head coaching job. You know the funny thing when I think about it, uh, from a receiver's receiver perspective, the commanders have great talent. They have great talent, especially with Jahan Dawson and Terry McLaurin. And just I think where they were lacking might have been the quarterback position. If you had a quarterback with the likes of Mahomes, or maybe not even Mahomes, just just a little bit more efficient. You yes. know, a little bit more efficient, a little bit more consistent, then the numbers would look different and we reflect on them offensively. But because you didn't. No disrespect to Sam Howell, no disrespect at all, but the numbers are what they are. Yeah. Things decreased, things got worse in your second year as a coordinator. And what do they look at? What yeah. do they look at? Who are they going to yeah. blame? Even if you're losing those games, if Sam Howell goes out there and throw for 4,800 yards, uh, 32 touchdowns, you have a couple of receivers have a thousand yards. It's yeah. like, you know what? I think, you know, with the right quarterback and the right, you know, hey, Get his people in here. I think he could do something. Right. But right. that wasn't what happened. Mm -hmm. And he he was already up against it. They were already looking for a reason not to get you a job. Yeah. Anything. You know that. Yes. You know that. And But I tell you what Andy thought of him. Andy thought so much of him. When they mm -hmm. played the Ravens, guess who mm -hmm. came back in and spoke to the team? Yeah. E.B. Eric Benjamin. E.B., yeah. Because he was the count officer. He was the guy that held everybody accountable. From Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, it did not matter. On that side of the ball, EB held you responsible. Yeah. He's, his, his coaching style is very different. His coaching style is very different. He's very hard on players. Matter of fact, for people in the chat, I'm not sure if you ever saw it. Eric B. Enemy's coaching style, which many don't know about, it kind of reminds me of, did you ever see the documentary called The Year of the Bull? No. No. Okay. Well, his coaching style is how I like to say how the kids, our kids are coached here in Florida. Very harsh. Yeah. Very harsh on top of you, no matter who you are. Everybody's not expendable, but everybody is held to the same standard. Yes. I don't care whether you're the best player on the team or you're the worst player on the team. Everybody got it, no matter what. And that's the way he coached. And you, you hear a lot of players, former players that played for him that weren't too fond of his coaching style. No. But usually when you have a coach like that, that wants to, that wants to get the best out of you, that's what you need. Yeah. I, I, I like being held accountable, but I want everybody to be held accountable. Right. Because if I'm in my chair, mm -hmm. the meeting starts at 9 o'clock. If I'm in my right. chair at 8.58, why right. the hell somebody less to, less tier to me or even right. better than me, they, they can mm -hmm. sign there in at 9.02. Right. Right. Are we trying to win or are we not? 
Right. I mean, so what was so important that Shannon Sharp could get here on time, but you couldn't? Right. What was so important that Shannon Sharp could stay awake in the meeting, but you couldn't? What was so important Ooh. that Shannon Sharp understood that we, he got the play at the same time you did? And right. you've been in the league four or five years, and Shannon's mm-hmm. been in the league eight years. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you learn the plays when we came out there for walkthrough and when we hit practice? But I could. Right. That, I, look, I don't ask any more. I don't ask. I didn't ask any more from my teammates, Ocho, than I was willing to give. And right. that's why I was able to hold them accountable. But that's why they were able to respect me and to respond mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they knew what I was giving up right. to, to be great. Everybody's not going to be great. But just because everybody is not going to be a Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position or Ray Lewis or Aaron Donald or, or, or Jonathan Ogden, that don't mean you can't play to your best potential. That doesn't mean that you can't practice like, like you're an all-pro. That doesn't mean matter, you can't study. Yeah, and matter of fact, when you aren't like the great ones, that means you have to do that much more. Yeah. You got to do the little things. You got to pay attention to the small details, the small details of everything, no matter yes. whether it's the playbook, whether it's, your, whether, whether it's your assignment, whether it's your spacing, whether it's your alignment. You have to be that much better in all the smaller details. Right. When you don't have the, the God given ability, <laughs> the God given ability like everyone else does. So, <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, I wish EB the best. Um, you know, Ocho, mm-hmm. we say this uh, 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 that whatever God is has planned for you. Yeah, it's for you. Nobody get in the way of that. It's for Never you. Never that. Never and that. Maybe, maybe it's not in the cards for EB to be an NFL head coach. Because Antonio Pierce did not call the defensive snaps. Right. He got a head coaching job. Yeah. We've seen we've seen Matt Nagy not call offensive plays for Kansas City in the same yeah. role. See, that's what people got people uh, uh, befuddled. Mm-hmm. It's like, hold on. Matt Nagy got the Chicago head coaching job and he didn't call plays in Kansas City. Right. Andy Reid did. They said the same thing about uh, uh, Doug Peterson. He never called plays under Andy. Mm-hmm. But he got the job at Philly and he got the job at Jackson. Well, he, obviously, he called plays in Philly. Yeah. Same thing with Frank Wright. Frank Wright yeah. get called plays. Yeah. But he got the Indy job. You have to understand the relationships. You have to understand the people have to understand the dynamic of those relationships when it comes to coaches that you will always have a job no matter what. It's not who you it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And basically when you come when you come from that tree up under other coaches and other people get jobs, all they do is they bring you along so you will always have a job no matter what. That's that's why it's always like you be good because if you look at it. Look mm-hmm. at look at Mike look at Shanahan look at Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay and Mike mm-hmm. McDaniel and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the guy in um, in Green Bay, all those guys come. But look who they hire. Yeah. At some point in time, they were lesser tier guys right. on the San Francisco staff, mm-hmm. or they were lesser tier guys, and they just pluck. Hey, what you think? Hey, I got a guy for you. Boom, 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 boom. That's how they do it. You always have a job, long as you don't. You can't burn no bridges. That's it. You can't burn no bridges. You got to understand how important that is, how important those friendships and relationships are when it comes to coaching. You can't burn no bridges. That's why I feel very comfortable that I was always going to be able to get a job. Right, right. Because if Gary Kubiak went out, got a job, I was going to be able to get a job with his team. And then I saw Marvin go get a job. Jack, uh, Jack Del Rio got a job. 
all those guys got jobs that was on that staff. Mm-hmm. Hell, they played with me. They know what I brought to the table. Now, right. maybe I wasn't the guy that's going to give you 80 catches and 1,000 yards, but mm-hmm. I was going to be valuable not only on the field with lesser stats, but I was going to be invaluable in the right. locker room. Right. And sometimes people think locker room doesn't matter. Oh, that's only because, that only matters because people that's never been in a locker room okay. and people don't know the dynamic, dynamic. Yeah. of a locker room. Oh, it, ma- but, it matters. Oh, it absolutely it matters. matters. Uh, and we kind of touched on this, Ocho. Do you yeah. believe? Do you believe he should have ever left Kansas City? No, I think that's the question that people are asking. That's, listen, that 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 is a great that is a great situation. You know, that's a great situation. And I'm thinking I'm putting myself in being in these shoes and understanding what I have, understanding the greatness that I have, the ability to coach in Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm leaving that. And obviously, I say it all the time. Every time we talk about them, we talk about Mahomes. I say the situation with Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs is similar to that of the Patriots when they had Brady. Mm-hmm. The pieces to that puzzle offensively will always change. As long as that one centerpiece, as long as that one nuance is always in place in Mahomes, comparison to Brady, you're going to always win. You're yeah. going to always win. You're going to always be in contention. And you never leave a situation like that, ever. Ever. It's like having a girl. It's like having a girlfriend. It's like having a girlfriend that does everything for you, mm-hmm. does everything for you. But then you have other potentials that you think may be better. Mm-hmm. And you want to go take a shot thinking the grass is greener on the other side. The grass ain't never or rarely always greener on the other side when you have greatness right here in front of you. Yeah. If you water and fertilizing your grass, your grass, your grass going to be lush. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? 
You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. Changing on a more somber note, Richard Sherman, yeah. Richard Sherman was arrested on suspicion of DUI. Sherman was stopped going 79 on 60, his mm-hmm. second DUI in three years. Sherman mm-hmm. was previously arrested for driving under the influence, in addition to four other charges, in July of 2020 when he crashed his SUV in a construction zone and tried to break into its in-law's home. According to Mike Florio, this arrest could be a huge problem for Sherman. In March of 2022, he pleaded guilty to first-degree negligent driving, which included two years of monitor supervision. The two-year period has not yet expired. Mm. Shit. I know Sherm a little bit. Um, I used to speak to him a lot when he played. You know, we would touch base, and I was, you know, offer insight about not just not his game, because I didn't play the cornerback position, but about how he should handle certain situations. And when he right. took the job at FS1, I talked to him talk to him occasionally uh, about what to expect and 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 how to prepare and how right. to become great. Uh, Cause I said, I believe you want to be great just like you were when you played the cornerback position. So this is really tough for me, but what I don't understand is that Sherm has been in this situation before and for him to allow himself to put, no, for him to put himself back in harm's way, right. because you do realize this isn't about you. Because once you become you inebriated and you become behind the wheel, you blame bring everybody else that's on to in the uh, that's on the road. You bring them to the equation. Yes, sir. Now you, hey, he got stopped. Luckily, no one got hurt. But how many times we just saw a guy get what 12, 13 years in Henry Ruggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lady lost her life. He lost his career. Right. And and Sherm had just gone through this in 21, not even two years ago. Yeah. Not even two years ago, Ocho. Yeah. I mean, I mean bro, it, I get it. I get it, Ocho. And people are like, well, Shannon, why they want? I say, bro, people need you to see that Ferrari. They need you to see that Lambo or that Range or that Cullinan. If I right. take an Uber or a Lyft because I'm driving, you not going to see that. I right. need to pull up to the club and you need to see me get out. Them gold wing doors when them gold doors open up. Mm-hmm. You need to see that quarter of a meal car right. that I got. If I come up in an Uber, if I come up in a Lyft, bro, come on now. Yeah. That's the thinking. But, yeah. Ocho, we've seen enough to know that can happen to me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you've seen so, some people that you know and seen it happen to and saw right. it happen to. So this notion that, oh, man, that could never happen to me. Ocho, I was right. the same way. I ain't yeah. never wore a seatbelt. The first time I wore a seatbelt was in 1999. You know what happened? Derek Thomas got in a car accident. He got thrown from a car because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I knew DT. Yeah, we had our issues, but I knew DT. We hung out together. We partied together. We worked out together. And we went to numerous Pro Bowls together where he drove and I went in the car with him and we laughing and talking. So that was a personal situation. Like, oh, hell. That happened. It ain't somebody in Kansas that I didn't know. Man, right. that's somebody I really, really knew. Mm-hmm. And for Sherm to, to allow to put himself back in harm's way and to bring and potentially bring others, 
that's what I'm most disappointed in because he yeah. knows better. Yeah, I'm. Um, listen, I, I love Sherm. Very, very good friend of mine. Obviously, um, spoken to him many a times throughout the years. You know, over the years, I respect him as a player. I respect him as a man. I respect him as an individual with a brilliant mind. Someone with a brilliant mind with great knowledge of the game on and off the field. Obviously, I'm disappointed in his decision to want to continue to drink after having situations in the past before um, as someone who has made mistakes in life as well. Um, I have learned from those mistakes. I have learned from those lessons and those those times. I know what it's like, though, those times of getting in trouble and it's dark. You know, there, there's no help. All those that were in your corner, obviously, when it's time for, for those to support you, everybody gone. I know what it's like. I know what Sherman's probably going through right now. Um, you you, you got to fix it. You you, you got to fix it. It's tough. How do you fix it? I don't know. Especially you got to get you, help because clearly that's an issue that he wants to drink and feel he can drive. And no yeah, matter. And, right. And you know what's funny? It's funny that I really have no. It's hard for me to speak on the topic outside of the mistake itself because I've made mistakes in life my, myself, but I'm not a drinker. So I'm not sure how hard it is for someone to give up on something, give on some, give up on something like alcohol. Is it really that hard to give up, especially if it's affecting now, not just other people's lives, but your livelihood yeah. and, and the work that you do. Um, so it, it's hard for me to talk on it. So I'm curious, you would know you better like than this. I do when it comes to alcohol. Is, is, it, is it that difficult to stop? How about I put it to you like this? You take your worst situation. Would you put yourself back in that situation again? No. Oh, no. Uh, oh, see, oh, now no. I can see. I got to give you. No. See, what I try to do is that I try to give people things that they mm -hmm. see. You don't drink. So you mm -hmm. don't know what it's like to stop drinking or right. drink and then try to get behind the wheel. How right. about I put it to you like this? I take your worst situation. Mm -hmm. And then would you put yourself back in that situation again? Because no. you, you know what? If you take my worst situation that I've had. I'd never recover again because I ain't getting a second chance. See, I'm not getting another chance. It ain't happening. Come hella high water. And, and it wasn't but God's favor. It wasn't but God's favor. You know, I don't do all that preaching, yeah. God this and God that. But I know, I know good and goddamn well how I'm back where I fell from again. Yeah. It ain't no goddamn, ain't no goddamn luck. Damn, I, I mean, listen, I love Sherman to death, man. I hope he gets the help that he needs. Yes. Uh, I'm sure he will, being the brilliant mind that he is, outside the mistake that he's made, the reoccurring mistake that he's made, he's going he gonna, he gonna to be all right. I think he's going to be all right. But you, you, you can't put so. not just yourself in harm's way, but others as well on the road. And see, that's the thing, Ocho. It's not an isolated incident. It's just not you. Right. Because guess what? You brought every other car that's on the road at the time that you're on the road, you brought them into the equation. Right. And right. oh, but it didn't, but I'm saying, we always say what well, it didn't happen, but then when it does happen, oh, I'm yeah. saying thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers mm -hmm. ain't help nobody. Right. Right. I just, I just feel, I just, like I said, I like I said, I know Sherm, and I just hate that he put himself back in this situation. We right. are um after the Super Bowl, Delaney Walker in 2013. He lost his uncle and uh, aunt. No, his yeah, his uncle and his aunt were killed by drunk drivers five hours after watching him play in the Super Bowl. The nail house, he lost his sister-in-law and three nephews that were killed by drunk drivers a few years ago. Nephews were five, two, and seven months. Mm. You know, I, I, 
I don't think when you, when you think your about reaction it, time, Ocho, you see, you never look. I your reaction time is so much slower. It's bad, huh? Yes, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you don't have enough sleep. Your reaction time, if they keep you, they keep you up, and they put people through tests in the military. Right. They want right. you to be able to function. That's why they wake your ass. That's what they call it, hell week. They put you yeah. through the test where you and you still got to function, but your reaction time is not the same when you get eight to ten hours of sleep. So that's crazy. That's, oh, you know how? Oh, just think about it. When somebody flashed their hand in front of your face, all they do is right this, and the ball, the ball to hit the ground. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's yeah. the reaction. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. Damn. But sure, man, bro, take time. Get this problem solved, bro. Because you you better than this. You have a lot to give. And uh, I would hate to see you really, really not only hurt yourself, but harm someone, harm someone else. Right now, uh, uh, your television career should be the last thing that's on your mind. The first thing that should be on your mind is getting the help that you need so you can be there for your family, your friends, and your loved ones that's counting on Richard Sherman. So we're praying for you, bro. Thank God nobody was injured. But uh, we wish you the best and uh, get the help that you need. Yeah. Cam Newton was involved in a wild brawl at a 7-on-7 football tournament. Video emerged today at a 7-on-7 youth football camp. Uh about Cam getting involved. They forgot that Cam is not a regular human being like them. No, He was not at all. guys single-handedly. Uh, I'm sure you watched it. Uh, we're it, showing it right now. Go you know, ahead. the funny, it's not about just watching this. It's not just about watching this one. Listen, young fellas, parents need to understand when you have someone like Cam Newton giving players an opportunity to display themselves at these seven-on-seven camps, you are supposed to be taking advantage of these situations. Many of times I have seen clips, not just forget this fight here. Many of times I've seen players, I've seen coaches, and I've seen parents disrespect Cam Newton at these camps, seven-on-seven camps. I've that you too. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before. I've seen yes. the clips over the years. You are supposed to be, as parents, especially as kids, soaking up as much knowledge as you can and talking about football and just how can I get to where you got to? What do I need to do? Oh, I'm just, I'm just thinking about the camps I used to go to when I was a little kid. The Miami Hurricanes had camps in the summer, seven on seven. When I was at them camps, man, I'm talking to the I'm talking to the goddamn players from the Hurricanes and getting a better understanding of what it took to get you here, even though they weren't in the NFL yet. How do I get to this spot where you are? We need to take advantage of that. But kids these days, they want to argue, they, they want to talk trash, they want to they, they want to act like they've already arrived, yeah. that they're the best thing, best thing coming to Christ. But that's not it. That's not the case. And I see the parents do the same thing. Yeah. Disrespecting Cam when he's giving you guys a space to showcase your talents. And yeah. instead, you want to come there, you want to disrespect them, you want to talk trash. They do. They I mean, do. We've I, seen I, it. I, We've I, seen it. And I think I've Cam is handling it very well, Ocho. And, and you listen, see, Cam ain't really trying to punch nobody. No, no, He's no, like no, holding no, one no, off, no, no. like trying yeah. to throw him off, like, bro. Listen. And they, they tried to, you know, like I said, I mean, he wasn't trying to punch nobody because Cam no, could have no, easily, no, no, no. once no, he no. slung him down, could have just yeah. tagged one of them. And when the yeah. dude ran up, he could have caught a two piece. And yeah. Cam would have probably would have, but they're kids. And Cam <laughs> has that in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, if I'm out here slugging up, swinging on these dudes, man, mm-hmm. even though they're in the wrong, right. that's still going to look negative. That's going to project negatively on me. But Cam is a better man than me. 
Because the you first get... time, the first time the kids disrespected me, I ain't right. coming back. I'm closing okay, okay. shop. You went, I, the, the fact that he continues to, to come back. That's my point. That's why I say he's a better man than me. He continues to hold these camps. Those kids and players have, and parents and coaches as well, y'all got to take advantage of that, man. Yes. You got to take advantage of those situations to showcase your talent because you never know who watching. No. You, you never know who watching. It's, it's man, it's, 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 it's bad. Because I, oh, Joe, and I, I think I told you the story. Um, Savannah State was playing Bowie State in Maryland. They were playing in, mm-hmm. in the stadium. Yeah. And uh, Coach Davis, obviously, I was in Baltimore at the time, and Coach Davis, who, who recruited me, Right. Um, was still with the head coach. I think he had left and came back. But anyway, um, he asked me to come say a few words. And, you know, I went and spoke to the team. Right. And I remember when I'm finishing, well, you know, I'm getting ready to leave. I said, Coach, I'm getting, you know, we're getting ready. They're getting ready to have a pregame meal. I said, Coach, I'm getting ready. You know, I'm getting ready to leave. I appreciate it, Coach. I held, hugged him. And uh, me and my homeboy, Bucket, one of the dudes went up to me. I signed my autograph because I'm going to be more famous than you. Ah. So, okay. Now, Juxtapose now, that's Savannah State. That's my school. Right. I go to Clemson. Taj Boyd, I'm talking about, I think Sammy Watkins is there. Martavia Bryant. All of them guys, eyes on me. At the end, they come down there, man. Appreciate that, man. Boy, that was, that was motor. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you telling us what it takes to get to the next level. I appreciate mm-hmm. you telling us what it takes to be a team and to win, blah, blah, blah. You see the difference? Yeah. Res- Kids don't, a lot of these kids don't respect. Mm-hmm. But if they don't respect a stranger, they damn sure ain't respect their parents at home. Because yeah. I know if that had been me and a professional yeah. athlete, present or retired, showed up. Yes, right. sir. No, sir. Hey, how, how did I do? How did I do, coach? What can I do better? How can I get better? That's right, my right, thought right. process, Ocho. Right. Where, when, did it, when did it become cool? I don't know when, because I missed that generation mm-hmm. to be disrespectful. Right. I don't care if somebody only a couple of years old. We were, it was always yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. We were never allowed to be disrespectful under right. no circumstance. Mm-hmm. Not these yeah. kids. They don't care, and the parents don't hold them accountable. The parents right. think it's, it's cute too. But little yeah, do you know, mm-hmm. my grandma used to tell me all the time. She say, "Boy, you can listen to me on the outside, or you listen to somebody on the inside." Inside, but somebody will tell other. you what to do sooner or later. Yeah, one or the other. And one of the things I've I've done great at when I attend camps like this, or when I'm around, listen, when I'm in the inner city, obviously where I grew up from, and I kind of resonate, and I I resonate very well with the kids because I adjust to how you are. I know when I'm in that atmosphere, similar to what Cam was in, I'm coming in being like the same individual from the field. I'm coming in talking shit off jump. I'm coming in talking shit off jump in a, in a playful, fun way, playful, fun, competitive way. So don't come talking trash about what you're doing and you like that. Because if you're not like that, I'm going to let you know right there on the field. Mm-hmm. You better be that boy to be talking the way you're talking. So I don't, I don't, I understand kind of like what Cam was going through in a sense, but I know how to diffuse it in a way to where the trash talk is about what you're doing out there on the field because that's what we're here for. Nah. That's what we're here for. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see if you really that boy. Because I do my talking, I talk it, but I walk it. All I you gotta to, do is turn on all you gotta, all you gotta do is turn on the tape. I trash talk people on my level. I'm there to teach. Is that you? Yeah, okay, I, I understand. See, you you different. I, I'm there to teach as well, but I'm there to teach as well, along with the trash talk. But you're gonna the get thing, my Ocho. mouth. Once you start putting on that, now they're going to feel they're on your level. And so they feel you can handle you on your level. 
Right. You see, now you brought yourself down to their level to a 15, 16 year old. I want to stay here. I want to stay in the adult role as an right. advisory role, as a respectful mm-hmm. role. Like right. I tell my kids all the time, that, that the dynamic of our relationship won't ever change. I'm right. always going to be dad. You're always going to be the child. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to stay at, we're going to stay in our appropriate roles. Right. But the first time, and mm-hmm. I remember the video where the kid got disrespectful to Cam. At the gate, by the down. fence, on the sideline. Out of shut on the down. sideline, yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. Because I I'm think, doing this out of the kindness of my heart, Ocho. My heart. Right, right. See, you, you and I, you and I are a little different. We approach things different and we operate a little different in a controlled environment like that. In a controlled environment like that, as far as football is concerned, you, what, I mean, you, you're known for trash talking, but my mouth, I do my talking before I even walk it. So I kind of adjust to the type of players I'm around based on the atmosphere I am. Even though it's in a respectful way, or even if I am teaching and coaching, I still got to be able to talk a certain way based on where I'm at. I just, Ocho, but here's the thing. And they're trying to say, well, you're not this, you're not that. Okay, so what? Cam is not Brady. But he still might be the best player that you'll ever get an opportunity to shake his hand and see personally. Yeah. And I remember when my brother used to have football camps and, you know, obviously, you know, it was, I mean, we had, I mean, he, he shut it down many, many years ago, but you know, we had a Barry Sanders and a Brad Favre and the Reggie White, all the guys would come, but the, I don't know when it happened where mm-hmm. these young kids thought it was okay to be flip at the lip, to be disrespectful. And that's what it is. There's no other way around it. And I don't care how, what camp, what cam his hair looked like, how he dresses. The man right. is taking time out of his day right. to give back, show yeah. the man some courtesy. Show the yeah. man, show the man respect. Yeah, you got that's to. That's the problem with us. That's the problem. And I ain't talking about to. nobody else. I'm talking about our community because that's right. what we need to address because that's what he was out there doing, trying to help that community. Mm-hmm. And you be disrespectful. Yeah. And you've been that way with Cam. And I just don't, I just don't know why. I don't know how, but parents, grandparents, uncles and aunts, we need to do a better job with these kids. Right. Because, and then we understand, we, we, I don't know why they want nobody to hire that boy or that girl. Yeah. I don't know how, I, you know why. Yeah. Cause they talk to you like you less than. So if they talk to you and they see you every day, what do you think they're doing when they go on somebody's job? What do you think they're doing once they get on somebody's job? Yeah. But again, the parent, the coaches and the parents need to understand when someone like Cam Newton gives your player, it's not even football season, huh? It's no. not even football season. It gives the players an opportunity to display their talents and work on their craft in the offseason like this. You got to pay homage. You got to pay respects to one of the best that played our game. You, you, ha- you have to. I show, you know what? I tell you what you've never seen. Peyton and Eli have been having a camp for 20-something years. You ain't never yeah. seen no kids be disrespectful to Peyton and Eli. No. Tell, me the, tell me the footage. Tell me the footage that you've seen out there. Show it to me. When Peyton or Eli asked these kids, or the Drew Brees, because a lot of times they take up a, a, a lot of these pro quarterbacks and sometimes upper-level college quarterbacks. Show me the footage. It's us because we think it's cute. I show, hey, man, I went out there. Man, I told Cal to shut up. I told him he was trash. I told him he was garbage. Y'all think that's cute. It's not. It's not. And you wonder why. I don't. I've been stopped wondering. Right. It's, just, it, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really embarrassing that somebody take time out of their day, out of their yeah. schedule, out of their life, and try to give back 
and you disrespectful, ungrateful. Man, Cam, Cam like I told you, Ocho, Cam way better than me. Yeah. Because I didn't have, I don't have patience for my own kids to be disrespectful. I'll be damned if I'm going to let somebody else's kid disrespect me. And I'm taking time out of my, those are my blood. Right. I got an obligation when they're coming up, but I had an obligation to tell them what's right and wrong. Wow, and right. it's always going to be yes, sir, no, sir. Mm-hmm. My, kid, my kids to this day, somebody older than them is yes, sir, is no, sir. It's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Right. And my no, kids, you know, hey, Ocho, my kids, they might curse. Oh, I'm sorry, daddy. I'm still dead. Now, I know you grown, but yeah. be careful now. Hey, my, SOB, my don't be letting the SOBs yeah. and mofos coming out your mouth all kind of out now. Yeah, my, my kids, my kids curse. I know they curse. Obviously, they all goddamn grown, but it, they have they have yet to curse in front of me. Hey. Yeah, you have the curse in front of me. But the, the thing again, again, and knowing Cam like I know Cam, despite the incident today, despite the disrespect from whatever team he had an issue with, he's still going to put it on. He's still going to continue to have those camps to allow those kids to showcase their talents and be seen, to work on their craft, to get better. Just knowing Cam like I do, he's not going to allow this to bother him. Ocho, you know in a situation like that, you know how it ends. You know what normally what, what normally happened, Ocho? What normally happens, Ocho? You remember at the football game? Akeem yeah. Tlaib, brother. The coach, boom. Yeah. Hey. Now he gone away yeah. for life. Yeah. How many times we done saw somebody get killed over some yeah. bull jive? You know yeah. why? You know what happens a lot of times with these parents' situation? Because mm-hmm. the parents didn't do anything. They're living vicariously through their child. Through their kids. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So, they, want it for, they want it for their child yes. more than the child so wants it for them. I'm living yeah. through you. And I right. feel you harming my child. You taking something for my child. Well, right. man, it was a call, a block, you know, so forth and so on. But mm-hmm. man, I hate this so much because yeah. I know, like I said, Cam dad's a couple of years older than me. He went to Savannah State. I think, I think Cecil graduated like 84, 85. I think I got there, I got there like 86. Uh, so Cecil's probably about five, five years older than me. So if I'm right, 55, right. about to be 56, Cecil got to be like 61. 61, 62 tops. Um, and so I, I I know him. I know Cecil. I knew Cecil. Um, and I know Cam had an opportunity to, to, to get to know Cam. But man, I just hate it. Because yeah. cause guess what? That's viral. Yeah. And you know and you know what people that don't look like us saying? We ain't got to do nothing. Just sit back. They'll do yeah. it to themselves. We ain't got to do nothing. That's what they're saying, Ocho. You, yeah. Ocho, you know what they're saying. Yeah. Most definitely. And then we get mad when they, why? When you act like that, that man giving back. He ain't going to stop though. Cam ain't letting it stop him. This, this definitely ain't going to stop him. He going he gonna, to he gonna keep working with the kids, man. He going to keep working with them, no matter what. Come hell or high water. And I don't understand how anybody, Cam Newton, 6'5", 6'6", 6'2", 40, he make the people he played in the NFL with look yeah. small. Okay, he, he looks small. And you you right. What you think you finna do with Cam? Come on now. Cam, Come I mean, now. look, I'm two, I'm two fifty-ish, three. Cam, two, three inches taller than me. Yeah. Probably got me by Cam at least 265 right now. Easy. Easy. Cam at least 265. I would give him 270. Still work out now. Yeah. He still work out a little bit too now. But he not, he's not in football shape. So Cam solid. Cam solid. I was just on fourth to one a couple of weeks ago. Cam mm-hmm. a big ass man. Yeah. And he showed incredible restraint. Yeah. 
He did. Because your instinct is, Ocho, when somebody's attacking you, is the attack back. Yeah. The attack back, yeah. He did. I, I, with understanding that these they are kids, that, that they are kids, and I'm not sure what was said, but again, parents and coaches, you got to be able to get a, a hold on your kids, man. You, you got to. You got see? to. Ocho, you see, what did you say? They're kids. Yeah. But all of a sudden, they put themselves on an adult level. You see? Right. Mm-hmm. You see what they did? Yes, sir. Now, see, the, 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 dynamic, the dynamic should always be this. Cam Newton is an adult. Cam right. Newton is giving back. Cam should be here. Why would you ever think you're on this level at this right. point in time? Now, maybe you come to the end. Maybe you become an NFL player. Maybe you become great. You win an MVP, win a Super Bowl, all pros mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. But at this time in your life, what right. makes you think? I just don't, like I, like I said, I, I just grew up in a different time and era. My grandfather, man, look here. I, could, I couldn't even imagine the kind of ass whipping I would have got. Because you know back then, the, the, first of all, the people told your tail up and then took, took you home and say, Mary, I had to whip that boy. A barn, I had to whip that boy. He was saying such and such. And then you got it even worse when you got home. But see, the community used to police it until... All of a sudden, we got, you know, don't put your hand on my child. Okay. Don't worry about it. We ain't going to put our hands on him. They got a system that'll put their hands on him. They'll coach him up. Yeah. Nah, we're not going to, nah, don't put your hands on him. Don't worry. Just a matter of time. That's crazy. Damn. Well, hopefully the situation works out. Cam, hang in there, bro. Like I said, you're a better man than me, and you've been doing this since you since you got to the league. You and your dad put this seven-on-seven on, seven on seven camp on, trying to give back to your community, trying to help uh, underprivileged kids. Uh, but I wish you the best, bro. You showed tremendous, tremendous restraint in that situation, and uh, I wish you all the best, bro. I really do. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. 
I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. Uh, Kyle Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski hurt mm-hmm. as Wake Forest friends rushed the court. Duke star Kyle Filipowski suffered a knee injury during the court storming after Duke uh, Blue Devils lost to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. The seven-footer was hobbled, was hobbled when he appeared to bang his right knee, his right leg, into the leg of a fan running by him. Filipowski raised his arm as to brace for the potential collision and was spun off balance. He said he believed the contact was intentional. Duke uh, coach called for court storm and ban. Look around the country, Caitlin Clark. Something happens and not flip. I don't know what, what his status is going to be. But one thing is when I played, at least it was 10 seconds you stormed the court. Now the buzzer goes off and, and, and they go off and running on the floor. <laughs> what you say? What you, what you think, Ocho? You know, you know, I don't watch much basketball. You already know that. But the court storming to me, the court storming on football fields has always been a cool thing. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying from the outside looking in, it's just always been cool. The excitement to to obviously beat a team. Probably most of the time they do storm the court. You beat a team when you were the underdog. Yes. You know, you didn't have a chance to win a game. And, you know, college kids storm the court. I'm not sure the extent of the young fella's injury that plays for Duke. Hopefully he's okay. But banning court storming, um, it I, I think it's like somewhat of a almost like an unwritten rule. I think it's cool. Maybe we should have um a rule set in place, wait until the opposing team that lost leaves the court. Then you storm it. No, you know, that but, but purpose. Because th- I gotta run, I gotta let y'all see it. That's Duke. Do you understand right. what Duke represents? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, understand yeah, yeah, what yeah. Carolina and Kentucky and Kansas? Yeah. Man, if we yeah. beat y'all, uh uh-uh. I ain't let nobody, yeah. I need to see y'all because yeah. I need to laugh at But see, you mess around and get the situation with uh, LeGarrette Blunt. You remember when? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, when Oregon, hey, after Oregon, after yeah, Oregon. Yeah, okay. So now that. you see. Remember that. Remember that. But see, then he ended up getting suspended and people looking crazy. What you want me to do? You cover up in my face. They tell you now, Ocho, take a, take 10 minutes, take 15 minutes to cool down. Yeah, now, right, right after the game, you up in my face. Ah, y'all suck. Quoting, quoting right on the chin. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, it's, it's, it, that's a tough one. I don't want to see court storming, court storming ban or field storming ban in general. I just, we, we, we got to find, find some, another way, uh, another way to just protect the players. I think that's, that's what it comes down protecting the players. So allow the, allow the, allow the players to leave the court first, at, at least something like that. Because think about Ocho, they said about, but them kids just have, so what do you think the players are? You think they're kids. adults? They're the same age as the kids running on the floor. Right, right, right. So you expect you expect them. See, they've always expected this from athletes. Athletes have always been supposed to show the restraint, right, even yeah. in a situation where we're the same age. Mm-hmm. A college kid is a, is a, and a college student, for the most part, are the same age. Same age. So one runs on the floor. Oh, that's a part of fun. 
mm-hmm. hey, you show restraint. You're not in college. You're an adult. Right. So what, what would you say? Would you say ban it? I thought I thought something was going to take place after the LeGarrette Le Blunt situation. Right. I really did. But, but, but it I, happened. And they tried to I, find him. What did you find him? 50,000, 75,000? That, that ain't nothing to no 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 institution. The, Come on. How man. much did he uh, I think uh the SEC each team, football team, just got like 50 million from the college football playoffs and stuff like that, or which was a you know, and and the Big Ten about to get probably 60 million. Right. So what's 75? What's 150,000 for two court storming fields? How much did they get, Ash? No, no, no. I'm saying how much did the, uh, 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 this year the SEC teams get for the college football playoff? I think they got 50 million, 53 million per team. Hey, honestly, to, to me, as a not a fan of basketball, but I like to watch ESPN or just watching sports and see the fans storm the field. That shit, it, it, I mean, it, it looked cool to me. I, I like it. I like it. You know, but you, you do it, do it in your own, own discretion. Now, that's, that's what I say. Uh, oh, that was. That was right. Uh, uh, Legarrette Blunt, Le, uh, Legarrette Blunt, he pushed a, 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 a player. The player ran up in his face. It wasn't a fan. That wasn't a fan? That it was, was a player. To him? Yeah. Ah, uh, mm. y'all suck. We beat y'all. Garrett, I ain't here for that, bro. <laughs> I ain't here for that. I remember that. But it, but it's, 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 uh, you're asking an awful lot because you know when, look, most athletes are sore losers, Ocho. You don't get yeah. to that level. You don't get to that level by being a, 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 yeah. a gracious, a gracious loser. Yeah, that thing hurt. Yeah, it hurts. And, and the more you, know, you so put it, into it, the more yeah. it hurts. And the funny thing about it, if you got school storming the court and you lose a game, you know it was a game of importance. Yes, over the game of importance, and you must have been good, and you went down losing, and the wrong fan hit you, the wrong fan say the wrong thing. It's just gonna take for one altercation. And then they will probably do something about it. But right. again, controlling an entire student section or college campus from storming a court, that's a that's a right. tough deal. Especially that's if the team's deal. ranked. But you already know. I mean, when you think of college basketball, you think of Duke, you think of Carolina, yeah. you think of Kentucky, you think of Kansas. It used to be UCLA, but UCLA hadn't been a top program in a number of, number of years. Right. So when you think of the Blue Bloods, it's those schools. Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. Those teams are normally ranked. If mm-hmm. I beat you and I'm not ranked, or right. I'm ranked lower than you, mm-hmm. oh, I'm hitting the court. That's right. how, I mean, that's how the, that's how the fans look at it. Right. And the, I have another another question, and excuse my lack of knowledge for college okay. basketball in general, but to my understanding, uh, women's college basketball at this point in time is much better than men's college basketball because of Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and what they've been able to do. Is that that true, or I'm, I'm just? I think the thing is that 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 networks have put a, a emphasis mm-hmm. on women's college sports, right. and now it's the players are one and done, and the mm-hmm. women you can get your hands around, mm-hmm. your arm around because they're mm-hmm. staying two right. years, three years. You see these. Mm-hmm. You see Caitlin Clark is debating where is she going to come back. Or you see, you know, um, Angel Reese, I think she has another year of eligibility. If she's going to come back, it's not like that. It's not like that anymore. The days of the Grant Hills and the Tim Duncan staying four years, that's over, Ocho. Right. Because if you're that good, the, 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 the scouts are saying, if you're that good, why are you going back? 
Right. All right. So the women, the women can't do that because Caitlin Clark is that good. She was that good last year. So yeah. could she have left and went to the she WNBA? She's making more in Iowa than she is in the WNBA. What the hell you mean? Angel Reese is making way more money in NIL. She's making almost $2 million. The most she can make is two fifty. That's if she's a veteran max player. She's not going to get that as a rookie. So why the hell would she go to the WNBA? And that's no, that's no knock on the WNBA. I'm just saying when you are Caitlin Clark or you are Angel Reese, you're one of these top-notch females, you're making more in college than you will in the NBA. Are you serious? Yes. Well, they got they got to, they got to do something about that. They got to change that. Why you think those women be going overseas to supplement their income, Ocho? Oh shit! That's oh. why they have to go to Russia and all these all these uh, Italy and, and China and wherever they have to go. Remember, uh, 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 what's Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. How she yeah, got caught she up? Planning. She overseas okay, okay, okay. because she okay. got a, and she can make basically double, probably double her income overseas. Right. what she can at WNBA. So how do we how do we generate or how do we get the women to make not obviously not the type of money that the NBA players make, but to to bridge the gap or to get them a little closer to where they don't have to play overseas? What, what needs what needs to be done? Man, that's something that the WNBA, the the WNBA, the W uh, uh, the WNBA PA and the NBA. Because I mean, the they're they're the clamoring. They don't sell out arenas like the men do, Ocho. The advertising, the sponsor dollars are not there like the men. So mm -hmm. you're saying, okay, let's just say they make 10%. Well, they're not, right. they're not generating 10% of the revenue. Ah, uh, okay, 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 okay. I mean, I just, I, I, you know, and people are like, well, I'm just giving you the harsh reality of what right. it is. It, Right. Ah, the fact that the, ah, the fact that Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark make more in college than they will in the, in the WNBA, yeah. man, that's crazy work, man. Yes. Shit. I mean, uh, Angel Reese. I mean, I think she said that she's making what one point seven. I think she making like one point seven in nil money. I mean, she's gonna have to play like five, six years to get that. What? Yes. I mean, I think I think the quarter of a million. Is the max money that are, that are, uh, but that's for that's for uh, 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 Asia Wilson, that's for a uh, uh, Stewie, Brianna Stewart, that's for those, that's for those. That ain't for everybody. Can't get I that had, kind of paper. I had no idea. Those were the numbers. That was the revenue that that they were making. I had yeah. no idea. I thought they were making good money. I'm talking about listen, not no no five year two hundred eighty, but I thought they was making you know three four five million something like that. And sometimes the players overseas can make over 10 times of what they make here. So that's why they go over there. Well, that's crazy, boy. Don't, we, uh, we, we, don't, we got uh, it. The, the SEC earned $765 million from the college football playoffs. I think there's 14 teams. Aren't there 14 teams or they're 12? 14. <laughs> so that's at least 50, 14. That's at least 50 million. I was wrong. I, if I if I my math that might be fifty three million each. Yeah. Fifty three times fourteen is how much, Ash? It better not be fifty three point three or fifty three point four. Because I'm gonna be mad. Fifty four point six million. So I was off a million dollars. Each team. No, that's crazy. But see, here's the thing, Ocho. 
the WNBA also helps supplement the WM the WNBA. So the NBA right. helps supplement them because the sponsorship, the ad, ad dollars is just not there. That's the harsh reality. That's the, Ocho. That's the harsh reality of it. Right. Women's sports, unless you play tennis, and you know Billie Jean, and you had uh uh, uh Billie Jean was the first to do it, and then you have mm-hmm. Venus and Serena and some of the others. Say, hold on. Right. We want to get paid with the men. If they get three million dollars for a Grand Slam championship, we why we got to get one point eight? We want mm-hmm. three two. Yeah, it's, uh, especially just some of the names that I hear all the time, especially w, WNBA players mm-hmm. that I, I I don't watch it often, but the Asia Wilsons, uh, Rihanna Stewart, Stewart, Rihanna yeah. Stewart, like Kelsey yeah. Plum. These these are names yeah. that I household names that I know, and I don't even watch basketball. Mm-hmm. I know them, so I'm I'm expecting because I know their name, and I don't even watch the game. But I'm expecting them to make the kind of money, not what the NBA dudes are making, but you know the four or five million range because they are household names. Man, that's a, that's a, bro. You they understand? Gotta fix, that, they, that's, they got that's, they got to yeah. fix that shit, man. It's called supply and demand, Ocho. You got to have to. There's a reason why college coaches get paid more than a college professor. Because eighty five thousand ain't signing up for 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 a history class. Okay, I see. I, see. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> They're not going to do you. no science project. Eighty five thousand yeah. coming to that stadium. Damn, that's crazy. Um, hold on. As of October twenty three, Erica Wheeler of the Indiana Fever, Indiana Fever, was the highest paid player in the WNBA for twenty twenty three. She had a salary of two hundred forty two thousand one fifty four. Now, Ocho, look, that's good money for an average, because the average person, what's the average salary in America? Probably, what, 75000 So she's probably making three times what the average person will make. But we just used to hear, like, we think professional athlete, and we think everybody get $10, 15 $20 million, and that's not the yeah. case. It's, it's going to get there, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when, but it's going to get there at some 000. point. The average, the average income... For American high of fifty nine thousand, that, that don't make no sense. That don't make no sense, especially as a WNBA player and the work that they had to put in, based on some of the shit I see on goddamn TV and clips and highlights. Man, the motherfucking could play. They deserve to be compensated as such. Again, mm-hmm. not like the dub, not 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 like the NBA players, but way more than what 200, 240. Who two forty two. Shit me. Man, now hold on. The average salary is 59000 How the hell my grandma fed us with $197 every two weeks then? <laughs> and you talk about, oh, why you eat all that? Now you see yeah. why I ate what I ate, Ocho. Yeah. And then you got to think back. It wasn't no, bo- was no bone in ribeyes coming across that table. Yeah, but you know, when your grandma when your grandma was young, remember the price of everything was very, very low now. The price oh. of everything was very low back then. I, I tell you what, three eight one ninety seven four. That's nine. So three ninety four. Three ninety four mm-hmm. a month. So my grandma brought home forty five hundred dollars a year. You think stuff was that cheap back then? Forty five hundred dollars a year cheap? Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> Damn, man. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. One ninety seven every two weeks. Three ninety four a month. You see, it's it's times like this. It's times like this. I wish I was a billionaire because I fixed the shit. I fixed a little situation there. What? 
Ocho, you keep saying, but see, here's the thing, Ocho. You do realize how billionaires get to become billionaire? They don't give away their money along the way. They have their names put on buildings at colleges. They have their their names on hospitals or hospital floor. But but I'm, I'm, I understand that, right? But there has to be some type of plan in place to be able to invest in WNBA teams to make sure they get paid an adequate salary, which many will say, probably argue me down, that the salary is adequate, but at least to where they're making in the millions. There has to be, be a way to recoup, maybe it be through advertising, maybe it be through sponsors, but making 242 is not a fuck enough based on what I've been able to see from someone that doesn't even watch the game on how good they are. They need to be compensated much, much more than they are. When, that, when that's you, all I'm saying. Ocho, when you advertise, I need eyeballs. There's a reason why ads cost 7.5 oh. million for a Super Bowl because I can eyeballs. Get, I can, I can get eyeballs. eyeballs. Watch it, Ocho. Ocho, you under this notion that people want to give away free money. It's not like that. Well, I know I'm not under the notion that people want to give away free money because ain't nobody giving away free money, but I would have a plan in place to execute the eyeballs to make sure they watching. Listen, oh, Joe, if, you let can't me, make me, people let me tell you watch something. what they don't want to watch. I mean, you got to make it more exciting. How? Supply, supply these, women are, these, these women are as skilled as they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I go I go back to when, when women, uh, when La Tech won the first two, and then mm-hmm. Cheryl Miller, and then and and and, and uh, uh, Clarissa Davis, the Texas team. I go way back then. Kim Mulkey, right. the Baylor coach. Now she LSU. She was on the first national championship team with La Tech, right. the team. Well, that's the one. Who, hey, she be dressing fly, huh? Yeah, if that's what you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, she be she be fly. She like real. So real I, re- I, re- I remember all that with the when when the USC with Pam and Paula McGee and Cheryl Miller and, and mm-hmm. Cynthia Cooper. So yeah. I go back, and the women now are as skilled at, at any point in time. Better, better. Better. They're, but, they're better. But they, you have to understand, evolved. there was not even a league when those women, they had to go overseas. Yeah, they had no choice. Right. And the fact that they have to go overseas, that made, that that even lets you know that some things need to be, to be put in place. I don't have a plan right now because I'm just sitting here talking with you. I'm just saying if I was in a <laughs> position of power, there would be something that I want to do to keep my girls home playing here in the States. Yeah. But. Look. Hey, you see hey, you have, have a hey, you uh, seen Agent Wilson play? Yeah. Ooh. I just I just she was at the uh she was on the uh, losing side. She left handed. She was on the losing side. She oh, was yeah, uh, a coach. She was a uh, assistant coach with Stephen A. Yeah. Me and Boy, 50 she, did that number on her. Yeah, she good, bro. Yeah. See, some somebody like her, she's supposed to be making three, four, five million. Easy. Uh, no questions answered. She I saw her, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, all of them were sitting on. I just want yeah. y'all to know. Aja. Asia. Asia, uh, Kelsey, Chelsea, y'all sit on the losing side. Next time, y'all better come on down on Unk's side because y'all know I be doing that thing. I be diagramming the plays. <laughs> you know what I say? <laughs> oh. oh, that's crazy, man. That I ain't know that, man. Fuck. It's all right. It's all right. Some other things I'm going to fix in the world, man, as soon as I'm president. You don't want people digging, Ocho. Well, they could dig because they, you know, I live my life. I don't live my life private. I do everything public, so ain't nothing to dig. I promise you, got some stuff. You done some stuff. You don't want people to know. Everybody has. Everybody has, Ocho. It's okay. Everybody has. Did you you hear what I just said? 
No, you live your life private. You live your life publicly now. Oh, I always have. Okay. okay. Always. Okay. Always. That's a pressure cooker. I like pressure cookers, and I like pressure. Okay. So when I when I run for office, you already know what time it is. And when I win, you can be my vice president. <laughs> nah, hell nah. I don't want nope. nobody to look. Hey, <laughs> he did. I, hey, I, I ain't running for nothing. Matter of fact, I ain't running nothing but my mouth. And, and that's the problem. Because if you look at some of the people that's already been in office, and we talk about digging up. Oh, we don't want to talk about... Think about this, Ocho. Think Ocho. about how people... Ocho, I got a little podcast. Think about yeah. how people coming at me. Can you imagine right. if I'm VP, president, or how, yeah. or, 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 or House of Representatives? Can you imagine? I got you, though. I'm the president. Ooh, I got I you. I want no part of that, bro. I got you. <laughs> Can you imagine me? Uh, the, the, the state of the state of the address... Go ahead. Oh man, I I'll be shocked. State of the Union. Right? State of the Union. Yeah, Union Dre. Yeah. Boy, I'll be boy. Okay. And you know, I, I could talk, I could talk now. Depending on the environment I'm in, I can switch up real quick. Mm-hmm. Like I hit a hit a switch. I don't want no part of that, but you go ahead. I wish you the best. I appreciate that. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.